This is Garden Variety, a horticulture podcast from Iowa Public Radio and Iowa State University Extension and Outreach. Gardeners are always eager to get their plants into the ground, but patience is a virtue with many different plants, including sweet potatoes. Dan Phileas, Iowa State University Extension Horticulture Specialist, is here to share some of the best practices for planting and caring for sweet potatoes. Hello, Dan. Hi there, Charity. How are you? Good. Thank you so much for being here. And patience is one of the first things that we need to talk about because we do all get so excited about planting the garden and we wait for Mother's Day for some of those warm weather plants. But sweet potatoes can wait a little bit longer, right? Indeed, they can. And for this crop in particular and some others too, uh, the warm soils, the reliably warm soils are really what these things crave. And so getting sweet potato slips planted even as late as late June is not bad. Wow. All right. And I relate to sweet potatoes. <laughs> the warm soils <laughs> are something I'm craving as well. So when you plant sweet potatoes, I, I feel like this is a crop that is getting to be more and more common in home gardens. It's not something that I saw a lot of when I was growing up. Sure. When you go to the garden center, are they widely available? That's a great question. You know, I I can't speak from personal experience because as a um I have not purchased them from garden centers in the past, so I will yield to others' knowledge on that. I wish I had a great answer, but I've always ordered them through the mail from uh from producers around the country. Um and I know that many of the larger gar- uh, larger farmers are b- doing the same thing. Um some reliable places that people have ordered from are uh, Johnny Seeds, Jones Family Farm, Kansas State University has a, a program for for sending slips out as well. And then there's also a small uh, farm in eastern Iowa in the sort of the triangle between Cedar Rapids, Dubuque and the Quad Cities that has over 200 different varieties available uh, if people are really interested in building up diversity in sweet potato production. When you say slip, what does that mean? Sorry. <laughs> uh, a slip is the is is the sprout, if you will, that grows off of um, off of that sweet potato, kind of like what comes off of a Irish potato eye, um, that that vegetative part that is going to grow up and become the the part with the leaves that we see above the ground. And when the people that are growing these slips for sale are producing them. They will plant that sweet potato in the ground or in a tray of, of potting media, and one, and they'll give that sweet potato the warmth that it likes. And when it sends up those sprouts, they will either pull or cut that sprout, that quote-unquote slip, uh, from the, from the pota- sweet potato They'll bundle those up and they'll ship those in the mail or they'll that's what you would find at the garden center. And I believe I've seen some of these in refrigerator cases at some garden centers. Now that I think back, you know, deep down in my memory, I think I have seen these things uh, commonly at at many garden centers in the at least in the Des Moines metro. And it is probably Um, too late for this year, but you can propagate your own slips, right? It may be a little late. It's it. You one could try it, especially since we've got a month yet until you you know you can plant these things. Some caution, though, like you say, because best uh, in our relatively short growing season here. You know, a lot of the production for sweet potatoes happens in the south, but there are certain varieties that are 
more like 90 days to maturity that do the best when planted here. Um, but at the same time, we have these long days higher, farther up north here, which give more growing time for these crops. So um, I guess I, I would be remiss in not giving some examples of 90-day varieties, but ones like Beauregard and Covington and Orleans, these are ones that have, that have been reliable uh, for many growers here in Iowa. These are the red, uh, red skin, orange flesh ones. But there's lots of different types of sweet potatoes out there, all with different uh, flavor notes and looks. They're, they're fabulous. And if you want to propagate your own slips, how do you do that at home? Oh, sure. I would say the same way as, as what I mentioned, where in, in, you would find a spot in the, in the ground where you dig out a little uh, trough, if you will, uh, uh, lay it in there, a whole sweet potato, a nice unblemished, undamaged sweet potato. Um, and you could do this if you had a, a, a deep sort of bulb crate or transplant tray also to put potting media over. You don't want to cover it too deeply. And Give it some 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 water, but don't saturate this stuff. It, it's not, uh, you know, going to need to be super wet. But, you know, give it uh, some nice moisture. Let those slips and warmth, excuse me, the warmth too, and let those slips start growing. And um, I mentioned that you can pull or cut these uh, when they start growing. Uh, you'd want to cut them when they're, oh, 12 inches, 10, 12 inches up or so. You've got several nodes or leaves along the stem there. Cutting is really the best practice because when you pull, it creates a, uh, it damages the, the, it pulls a little bit of the root with it sometimes. And that is more likely to transmit diseases that might be in that root. But cutting is a more reliable way to avoid transmitting diseases from the storage potato quote-unquote potato. <laughs> now, you mentioned um, that there's a farm in Iowa with many, many, many different varieties. So that means we have a lot of options as far as what sweet potatoes to grow. You already mentioned a couple oh, of yes. varieties, but what are your recommendations? What kind of sweet potatoes should we be growing? <laughs> well, uh, uh, this farm's name is Sandhill Preservation Center. I don't know if I mentioned it earlier, but they... Um, they, yeah, they've got lots and lots of different varieties. Unfortunately, they, so before the, that August derecho, uh, back in 2020, they had 225 different varieties that they were maintaining, uh, stock of, but they lost several during that, uh, during that event. And, uh, I don't know exactly how many they have now, but, um, but they they've got a lot of great information on how to grow on their website, all the varieties you can order online, uh, from there. Um, but so Back to your original question. Sorry, Charity. Um, I would, generally speaking, you know, if you're just getting into it, I say grow the ones you're familiar with, the or, you know, these orange fleshed ones, uh, and 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 those are going to be, and those ones that I mentioned, the Covington Beauregard, those are those are one and uh, are, are very uh, reliable for that. Um, but you know, some people like to get into these uh, these uh, Japanese or Okinawan sweet potatoes, these purple skin with white flesh or purple flesh, and that may, might have a drier texture to them, but are terrific when steamed or. Um, prepared in other ways. Uh, but there's there's a lot of different ones out there. If you do plant sweet potatoes in your garden, uh, the Iowa climate seems to be pretty well adapted for growing them successfully. What are some of the possible pitfalls of growing sweet potatoes? What do we need to watch out for? Sure. Um, 
So things to watch out for are, you know, a lot of people, first thing they worry about is pests. What's going to eat these things instead of me? And the, the, the one unfortunate thing is that sweet potato vines and those with ornamental sweet potatoes may find this also, but the vines are like deer candy. So deer are going to go for these things very quickly. Um, so protecting them from deer damage, uh, which is a difficult thing, I know. Um, and then second, the other pest that it co- is very common is the vole, um, which is like a little mouse-like rodent, but has a shorter tail, um, but tunnels along sort of half in the ground and half not. And so, it, you know, you see the tunnels of these things when snow melts often, but they will set up shop underneath the, the wide, you know, canopy of vines that these sweet potatoes create, um, which, the, which the canopy is very good for weed control uh, throughout the season typically. So, you know, if you get your weeds under control early, then the vines usually can take care of most of the rest. Um, but then protecting it from these voles through trapping or, um, uh, or other means, but trapping seems to be the most reliable way for commercial growers. Um, and then deer is is the biggest way to so uh, protect these. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. If only they made tiny little fences for voles. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe someday. So yeah. I, I have to point out that you did not mention insect pests there at all. Right, and there are insects that will go after these after sweet potatoes, but really they're very low in um, concern compared with the vertebrate pests, these uh, deer and voles and and rodents. Um, you know, the rodents will nibble on the the ends of the sweet potatoes sticking above the ground, um, which a homeowner, you know, could just, a home gardener could just cut that right off and eat the rest. Um, I, I won't comment about the food safety of all that, you know, that, but, but but if you are really, if push comes to shove and you just want to eat a sweet potato from your garden, one, one could do that. Uh, and then the deer, you know, you need the leaves for the photosynthesis to make those roots. Um, you know, if, if you dig up your sweet potatoes, let's say you plant them this year and you've start looking around in there and, and all you see is a bunch of long, thin noodles looking roots. That means that they haven't been in the ground long enough. They really put on the bulk of their thickening up of these roots in the last month of their growth. So if you've, if you really want some and there's still time before frost, uh, because these are a very frost tender crop, um, give it some more time. And, uh, you know, you can let the frost kill the vines and then dig them up. Uh, but a very hard frost will and can damage any roots, um, or tubers, uh, that are still in the soil, um, and close to the surface. So patience in planting and yes. patience in harvesting. <laughs> yes, indeed. Indeed. Yep. 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 But get them before the soil drops below 50 degrees. Um, but, uh, generally speaking, they say once fi- 55 degrees in the spring is reliably there, uh, you can, you can go ahead and plant. And I know that many of the commercial growers in our state, uh, receive, have been receiving boxes of slips in the mail in the last couple of days and have been getting them in the ground. Um, but yeah, like I said, you, you can wait until, until late June and they will really respond um, and perhaps a later planted one can even uh, outperform an earlier planted one because of the favorable conditions. And they tend to be, we only have a little while left, but they do tend to be a really resilient crop, don't they? I've heard that they can sometimes perform really well even in a summer of drought. Yes, yes, that is true. And and remarkably, you know, a mentor of mine when I was still a commercial grower uh, often commented about how they were something that could really thrive even in a nutrient poor um, area. 
I I have not heard or seen any data around that, but that was lore, if you will, at that time. But yes, these are these are hardy crops that are that are um, pretty easy to to take care of once you get them in the ground and uh, the early weeds under control. Definitely worth giving a try. Iowa State University Extension Horticulture Specialist Dan Phileas. For more gardening information and tips, please subscribe to our Garden Variety newsletter. You can find out more at iowapublicradio.org slash garden. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. Garden Variety is a production of Iowa Public Radio and Iowa State University Extension. It's produced by me, Aaron Style, Caitlin Troutman, and the Iowa Public Radio talk show team. For more garden goodness, please subscribe to our Garden Variety newsletter. Just go to iowapublicradio.org slash garden. I'm Charity Nebbe. See you next time.